Hello and welcome to the Canby Quarterly Results Podcast. I'm Jared Starkey, the Director of Marketing and Communications at Canby. In each quarter, I'll be joined by Canby CEO Christian Nylon and Canby CFO David Kenyon as we discuss the latest quarterly results. Today's podcast focuses on the Q2 2020 results, which were published this morning. So welcome, gents. If I can start with you, Christian, the report published this morning shows a 32% decline in revenue and a 33% decline in operator turnover, which are not surprising given the circumstances. But how do you reflect on your performance during the quarter and in H1 2020 as a whole? Uh, hi, Gerard. Yeah, given the circumstances uh, with COVID and, and uh, all the effects that it has on the sporting calendar during this quarter, I'm I'm very pleased with the performance. Uh, we were quite uh, worried back in April when everything was closing down, but uh, during the quarter, I think a lot of events has come up again. Uh, we have seen some sports really taking an uplift, uh, especially table tennis, but also sports like golf, UFC, darts, and uh, esports uh, has uh, performed quite well. Uh, while it was a void of soccer, uh, tennis and US sports. As I said, soccer returned during the second half of the quarter and uh, the turnover pre-game increased uh, quite significantly compared to the pre-lockdown. Of course, uh, soccer is highly important in in Europe, uh, not so much in the US. Uh, So uh, there is still a lot to come, I hope, uh, for the future uh, with uh, US sports coming up uh, now in, in uh, July. Other things uh, that has had a good impact is, of course, that the US expansion has uh, continued. Uh, we recorded first market launches in both Colorado and Illinois during this quarter. And uh, if you look on a H1 basis, uh, where more of half of a period was impacted by COVID uh, and uh, reduced sports. I think uh, the revenue is marginally ahead year on year, which is very encouraging in such a tough environment. uh, And it really shows the strength of a business. Okay, great. And um, looking at turnover revenues, turnover and revenues in June, both were ahead of last year indicating good momentum in the business. Was this simply the return of soccer leagues or were there some other influencing factors? Yeah, it's a few elements at play here, but uh, yes, the return of soccer certainly helped. Uh, Now, I think if you take the comparison in June compared to last year, I mean, uh, there was not very much uh, soccer going on in in, uh, June last year. So, so, uh, Actually, in June, I would say that the activity when it comes to soccer is uh, much, much larger than it was uh, in June 2019. And as I mentioned, uh, we were also first to launch in Illinois in mid-June uh, with our partner Rush Street. And uh, that uh, has been quite a nice impact uh, as uh, Rush Street uh, still remains the only operator live uh, for, for this quarter, and it has performed quite well. Uh, and in general, 
during the last 12 months, we have significantly expanded our US footprint. So, so the year-on-year -year comparison, uh, I mean, it, it's quite a big difference on, on uh, how large our business in the US is. And uh, still, I think it's, as I said before, much more to come uh, since uh, all US sports has been closed down uh, for almost a full quarter. Uh, and we expect uh, both uh, the Major League Baseball and the NBA to start up now in late uh, July. Uh, and we still are very hopeful that the football season will go on as, as uh, planned. And we saw strong performances in other sports. Uh, in US, particularly UFC and golf uh, has been uh, very, very strong. Uh, and table tennis uh, has really taken a, a, a new dimension uh, thanks to COVID, uh, where it has re been replacing a lot of, of the tennis turnover that we have usually seen before. So, yeah, we will return of baseball uh, and uh, hopefully next week also basketball. Uh, I think the future looks very bright. Okay, great. And you mentioned um, your market first in Illinois there. How do you see the potential of that Illinois market? So, of course, Illinois is one of the largest uh, markets in, in the US. So, so uh, the potential is uh, very, very large. Uh, now, uh, Rushdit uh, is uh, it's their home market, so, so uh, they should have a very, very strong foothold in Illinois. Uh, and on top of that, uh, we eventually expect to have uh, more partners in the Illinois market. Coming to you now, David. In Q2, EBIT was a negative of 3.4 million euros. How do you evaluate the performance during the quarter? And how did the cost-saving initiative announced in April in relation to the COVID pandemic impact that number? I think considering the outlook at the start of the quarter, when there was a huge amount of uncertainty when the sporting calendar would return, I'm, I'm extremely heartened by the Q2 performance. We reacted really fast to make savings across a wide range of costs. And as a result, costs are down by 3 million from Q1. But we did this whilst keeping the firm intention not to harm the long-term prospects of the company and being ready to go as soon as the sporting calendar returned. And of course, this started to come about later in the quarter, and we delivered on the promise. So all in all, I'd say I'm proud of the efficiency and resilience we showed this quarter. Okay, and, and um, looking ahead, how, how should we look at costs moving forward as, as, we, as we begin to return to 100% workforce? And, and, and will we naturally see some increase in expenditure there? As we return to a much fuller sporting calendar in Q3, our costs will naturally increase, ranging from data costs for the live events we offer, network costs as the volumes increase, to return to a more normalised level of staffing. And we anticipate they'll be in the range of two and a half to three and a half million higher in Q3. This is still around the level of cost we had in Q1 this year. Some of the reductions we see in areas such as travel and marketing, they're likely to remain for a longer period. Okay, great. And, and looking at um, uh, something that you mentioned in, in the report today, it was um, upcoming changes to the partnership with 888. Um, how do you look at that and, and how do you see that impact in future revenues? Yes, we announced they'll transition to their own technology for the UK and dot-com markets at the end of this year, with several other regulated markets staying on the Canby service for a longer time frame. This has been widely expected both by us and external stakeholders. 
the UK and dot-com markets represent a little more than half of their sports revenues. So we will see that begin to impact us in Q1 2021. But for us, the effect is mitigated both by the retention of a material part of the 888 contract for the medium term and by the many other exciting commercial tailwinds. Regulations in key US states, Penn launching their online product, many recent partner launches with more to come, a condensed sporting schedule and the growth of our operators. Okay, thanks. And and kind of in a similar vein, you've also announced a new agreement with DraftKings. Um, what are the main implications of this new agreement? Yeah, the new contract harmonises the company's obligations around the ending of the contract to ensure a fair and smooth transition for both parties. And of course, it secures revenues for all states for us to the end of September 2021. And to end with Christian, uh, with momentum building throughout Q2 and US sports are now getting underway, how should we look at Q3 and the performance ahead? It's difficult to say exactly what extent the uh, positive impact on the US sport will have, uh, but it will of course be positive. Um, I still have some concerns for, for uh, some of the more international sports, uh, especially tennis, uh, but uh, it looks very promising with, with just getting the US sport back at the moment. Uh, and uh, yeah, it will be kind of an unusual uh, quarter with uh, all four major US sports season uh, running at the same time. I mean, usually you have baseball mainly played in the summer and, and uh, just uh, a few of the playoff matches uh, really colliding with, with the football season. So, so uh, I think from that perspective, Q3 will be very good. Uh, now, when it comes to the soccer uh, season, uh, in many countries that has been played over the summer, you will have a short break. So, so that will have a negative impact uh, for, for some of the quarter uh, compared to last year, of course. Next question you have to ask yourself uh, is uh, how is the economy looks and uh, what uh, spend can you can you expect from from uh, betters uh, we have probably uh, on average a, a lower disposable income um, i think it may have some impact but on the other hand uh, i i would uh, also assume that uh, there may be a shift in, in the, the full entertainment budget of, of uh, normal uh, players uh, towards uh, more online uh, entertainment and, and of course sports betting. We're also in the middle of a business period when it comes to, to, to launches. Uh, we have already done quite a few launches uh, the last couple of weeks, but uh, we will be very busy uh, for the next couple of uh, uh, months with uh, a lot of more uh, retail launches and uh, of course we are very hopeful to get uh, Penn National and Barstool online uh, ahead of uh, the uh, uh, NFL season. So yes, momentum is uh, certainly building once again. Uh, as it was uh, pre-COVID. Uh, we have uh, many new partner launches to look forward to, a lot of sports returning. Uh, we have a fantastic product and service and some great partners. So things are certainly looking up.
Okay, great. Um, I'll leave it there, gents. So thank you, Christian, and thank you, David. And good luck for the rest of the third quarter, the results of which will be posted on the 6th of November. And thanks to everyone for listening.